Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Do you ever think about dying? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's just a thought I had. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, friends. Uh, welcome to Movie Reviews at 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I'm your host, Liz. Sadly, I'm not Barbie. And neither are my wonderful guests. They are Ashley and Emily. And it's so good to have you back here. Yay. I'm Yay. so excited. We could be Barbie. You don't know. We could have traveled from Barbie land. You could have. I wouldn't have left true. Barbie land. I'm just saying. I would have. No. No. What if you got flat feet? I already have flat feet, so there's only Blech. staying the same or improving. <laughs> Although, I would hate to have the arched foot. I feel like that's going to cause some damage in the long run. True, but I did love that they had that as the iconic like image from the film, you know, with them yes. doing that. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, anyway, so obviously, every night is girls' night. Um, I will be just peppering in a through random quotes here and there just because I can, because <laughs> there's so many that are good. Anyway, clearly, we are reviewing the new Barbie movie um, that's come out this year and actually is in cinemas right now. That's it. Movie reviews in 20 Qs. We are on the pulse, right? Like, we are right <laughs> up in there with current affairs, sort of, maybe. The movie stars Margot Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, Will Ferrell as the CEO of Mattel, Michael Cera as Alan, Kate McKinnon as Weird Barbie, America Ferrara as Gloria, Ariana Greenblatt as Sasha, and Rhea Perlman as Ruth Handler. Either of you want to throw me out an attempt at a summary of the plot? Barbie and Ken. What's up with them? There's Barbie land. Barbie's there. Barbie has things that happen to her that are surprising, not like she's thought. So she has to go to the real world to figure out what's going on. But then the ills of the real world travel back to Barbie world because of Ken, a bad man. They must fix it. That was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I'll take it. I feel like it was did not make it sound fun. It's a fun movie. I feel like I made it sound scary. Two things can be true. <laughs> That's true. And look, um, I don't know if it was a fun movie for everyone because the movie has in fact received mixed reviews because men. Uh, so the reviews for this movie that I found was IMDb 6.6 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes 89%, <gasps> and Metacritic 5.1. So... I was curious, oh. I know, right? So I was curious about the Metacritic review. So I clicked in to read them. And while there is some entertainment on there, and I've picked a few to share because I found yes. them hilarious. So um, for those of you who want to know about whether you should see this movie and don't just want to rely on our um, advice, uh, here are some reviews. The best men can do and should do would be just ignoring this movie and feminists. <laughs> yep. Uh, most aggressive feminist propaganda movie I have ever had to watch. <laughs> yep. And there's, there's eye rolls going on here, people. You can't see them, but know they're happening. And the final one, which I just love this one. Most hateful movie made against men in entire history of movies. Margot Robbie just lost millions oh. of male fans and she will never gain them back. Okay, we all saw her in Wolf of Wall Street. I don't think she's losing these fans, okay, you guys? Like, she is no. a fucking 10 out of 10. And I can only imagine how fucking 
these men, I assume this is, these are men leaving these reviews, must have the most microscopic penises ever, and they could only hope to one day bet a woman that is one star, like, hotness versus Margot Robbie ten star hotness. I was trying to tie it into reviews. I didn't do it so good. But still, you get my point. I'll tell you, look, I Fuck just, guys. You, I just started reading them and I was like, calm down, friend. Like, just calm down. Like, there's plenty of movies I think are terrible. I don't go write ridiculous reviews about them. I just review them really badly on our movie review <laughs> show, which is totally different. So it's fine. Anyway, our review of Barbie is going to be much more reasonable or at least equally entertaining as these reviews I've just read out. So I think we should just get stuck into it. So um, we always kick off our podcast with a compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good, or could be a hyperbole sandwich, one thing good, one thing great, one thing good, could be a shit sandwich, one thing bad, one thing good, one thing bad, or a hyperbole shit. So one thing bad, one thing terrible, one thing bad. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so (laughs) now that I've explained this terribly complicated uh, theme, I would like to hear – Ashley, what are your what is your sandwich? Okay, so I'm giving the Barbie movie a compliment sandwich. I really thought the first thing I loved was the way that Barbie Land was portrayed. I thought it was so incredibly clever and it was so accurate to the toy and the brand of the toys. I just got such a chuckle out of like for instance, when she opened up her refrigerator and had the sticker with all the condiments and stuff inside, like little shit like that. I loved. Thing I didn't like Barbie should not have decided to become human. That was a big mistake. She already saw what was happening in the real world and she was like, yeah, let me be part of this. No, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I understood it, but it's not what I would have done. So it's a bad thing. Um, And the last great thing about this movie is the America Ferreira monologue. I'm sure it's going to get lots of love on this, but the articulation of the struggle of being a woman in a patriarchal society was just perfection. And it, the tying yourself in knots to make people like you is so relatable, I think, to every woman. It's just amazing. Oh, what are we rating it out of? Like, what's the oh, unit? Pink tasseled cowboy costumes. <laughs> so I am giving this movie on first watch. It could improve on a second watch, but just having watched it once, I'm going to give it 7,675 pink tassel jumpsuits. Alrighty. By the way, just a heads up, you can actually buy the doll, the Barbie, with that exact cowboy costume, if you were curious. I've put it in a cart and not put order, <laughs> but I thought about it. I did. Amazing. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. The doll, to be honest, looked too much like Barbie. and <laughs> It doesn't look enough like Margot Robbie, because how do you capture her face in plastic? I don't know. It's not fantastic. See what I did there? <laughs> Just use your imagination. Life is your creation. <laughs> For those of you who are not millennial uh, women, we are in fact quoting Aqua's fabulous uh, anthem, Barbie Girl, which we were all very sad was not in this film. But cool. Emily, why don't you tell us your sandwich? I will say I could have easily done a hyperbole sandwich. I'm going to do compliment only because, you know what? This is fair and balanced, just like Fox News as a rebuttal to those men. <laughs> okay? I am going to share my compliment, I think the tone was fantastic. I think it could have leaned very saccharine. It could have leaned very preachy. It could have leaned very campy even. And it didn't. I think there was a core of emotion and I think there was like kind of a darkness and there was just – I think it comes down to Margot Robbie nailing that tone so well. Like I just was really impressed 
that the film surprised me. Um, my critique is I will say the pieces that didn't land really did not land for me. The beaching off joke did not land for me. It just – I was like, okay. And there was a moment where America Ferreira and her daughter are talking and she's like – but you're dark and weird and difficult or whatever. And she's like, I am dark and weird and difficult. And I was like, all right. This is like pulling me out of it. Come on. This is not how people talk. This is wild. But compliment sandwich to round it out. They made it so fun to be a lady. They eventized the crap out of this. Women are greeting each other. Hi, Barbie. They are wearing pink to the theater. Like what a feel-good summer event, the likes of which I have not seen in years, ever. I mean, it, the fact that it brushed Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise right on out of there, incredible. Like, I just think the whole aura surrounding this movie is so positive and so wonderful for women, for everyone. Like, you can't beat that. So I'm going to give it 9,782 pink tasseled cowboy outfits. Damn, Gina. Excellent. Well, frankly, uh, I hear what you say, but I took the low road. I was like, fuck you guys. If you're going to like artificially like deflate the rating, I'm going to artificially inflate it just to shove it in your face. I'm a child. So um, I'm giving it a hyperbole sandwich. Uh, I feel like someone has to, so I'm going to. Um, I, for my first, so for my first good thing, I liked the amazing riotous color and the outfits and the singing and the dancing. Like it was just this glorious spectacle. And I thought it was really fun and engaging and just like a really fun thing to watch. My great thing is that I just loved, and I bet people are going to hate me for this. I loved how all the men were dumb and annoying and all the women were capable (laughs) and awesome because I've watched so many movies where it's the other way around, where all the women in the movie are total idiots and it's the men that are smart and achieve things. So I always love seeing a movie that where it flips the, you know, gender norms. It's great. And like that Ken was just beach Ken, not even lifeguard Ken. Like he just was so bleh. Like I just love it. I love that so much. And my final good thing was that I just loved all the Easter eggs. Like, actually, you talked about with, like, the stickers in the fridge and stuff. Like, there was just so many little call-outs and funny little lines and things that made you remember your own Barbies and other just little pop culture references. And I just thought that was really awesome. I really enjoyed those. So, um, yeah, I'm giving this movie 15,115 pink tasseled cowboy costumes. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to see it again. It would definitely improve my rating, probably. But damn, y'all just went hard. Okay, that's cool. Oh yeah, I'm leaning I, in. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. You can just be like Sam, where he starts out with a rating and then ends up with one like way higher or way lower by the end. You can do that if you want. I'm the boss. Ooh, okay. I'm President Barbie, or like <laughs> Host Barbie, whatever. Um, all right, so, uh, so let's get into the rest of the questions. Uh, Ashley, what is question number two? All right, the next question is, what scene was sorely missing from this film? And I guess, well, I, I, I'll go first, fuck it. I would have liked to have seen Utopian Barbie land at the end. Like, after everybody understands the other person's perspective, doesn't take people for granted, and it's just like, what the world could be if humans and Barbies and Kins weren't assholes all the time. I just wanted to see that last little bow on, or cherry on the Sunday, rather. Love it. Emily, what you got? Okay. I don't know how this was overlooked. Why was there not a scene with Margot Robbie walking in slow-mo? What the hell? 
There wasn't a single slow-mo scene. What are we doing in cinema? <laughs> like, infuriating. I'm so mad. I mean, you got her pausing, like, on display right at the start in the iconic first no, swimming suit. I mean, suit. a good song playing, like, job, like in Jawbreaker when they're walking down the hall or, like, in All Cheerleaders Die, like, walking, slow-mo, so- like, pop songs playing maybe barbie girl that was the time for it i don't know but so like i can forgive there was no trying on outfit montage okay i can forgive it i can forgive that there was no like her singing a song because fine she's not a singer and ryan gosling is okay great slow-mo imagine imagine margot robbie in slow-mo i just i don't understand why that was kept from us that's totally fair um valid yeah 100 percent I'm thinking, like, you know how they had at the start, which, by the way, I fucking loved the start of this movie. Like, in a recent episode, we were talking about iconic starts. I think that is, this is right up there for me. I just thought it was so quality where the little girl just starts smashing her baby doll and, like, just throwing it. I was just like, oh, this is beauty. That made me think um, they could have leaned in even a little bit more to that Planet of the Apes kind of vibe and had the Kens, like, trying to work a computer and then like just throwing tennis rackets or something in it. That could have been quite fun. I just really, That would have been really amazing. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Oh, well, what are you going to do? What's question three, Emily? Question three, how long would you survive in this movie's world? I could live forever and never think about dying. Like, what a <laughs> glorious utopia. I can do whatever job I want and never have kids and party every night and never have hangovers and enjoy perfect weather and fed clothes out of the dream. A hundred percent. I would fucking slay in this world. And I said specifically because the men are idi- idiots and the women are all working together. There's not that like catty cut each other down bullshit that tends to emerge in our world. It's just everybody working towards the common goal of making this a better place to live. I don't know. Every night you – I feel like after a few months of every night of Ken being like, hey, can I stay over tonight? I'd be like, oh, my God. Do I have to move? Leave me alone. Ken, get out of here. Like you would have to deal with that at some point and that would tip the scales a little bit. But I wouldn't mind the world. But they can banish people, right? Like they kind of banished weird Barbie. So maybe you banish Ken to have his own little Casa Mojo Dojo house. Mojo Dojo Casa House? Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like just the outside Mojo next to Weird Barbie's yeah. house maybe. Cause, but, oh, my God, wasn't right. it amazing where he's like, so I want to stay over, and she's like, I don't want you to. And I was like, yeah. girls could learn so much it's from this. <laughs> just like, I don't want you to. Just looking at him like no maliciousness to it, just like I don't want you here. I don't, I don't need here. a reason. No. Sorry. I mean, there's no, no offense. Like I'm, I'm not like trying to be mean, but it's right. girls' night. Woo. Yeah. Amazing. Deuces. With the president. President Barbie is there at girls' night. Yeah, man. That's like for me if Jacinda Ardern turned up at my next house party, right? Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> Feel free to come if you we listen. We don't want our president to show up at our parties. No. None of them. Well, Barack, Barack Obama, yeah. that would have been okay. Barack. Yeah. Yeah, but I would honestly, don't tell anyone, would love for Bill Clinton to come over, but... I think it'd be quite fun as long as you just sort of kept an eye on him. Yeah, right. you mm. got to keep an eye on that squirrely motherfucker. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Lizzie, what's the next question? <laughs> All right, so question four. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this movie? I was wondering, I started thinking about, you know, of course, I'd seen all the dialogue surrounding this film before seeing it from all the Republicans. So furious. 
So I went into the movie kind of ready to assess it as how preachy it was, you know, and I was thinking about like what – at what point is something too preachy? Because there were elements of this that were definitely uh, feminism 101 to an extent, right? Because it's a message kind of lowest common denominator, like easiest dissemination, getting it clearest to the biggest number of people. Um, and I think – Nothing that was said was untrue, but watching it through as this like – and they acknowledge it, this Latina woman speaking to a white woman like, no, you do have it hard too as well. And even though Barbie herself was like, well, no, like you have it harder, I could see how you could look at this through a lens and really pervert it into kind of a preachy message and not a needed message. And it's hard to think about, like, how do you make something fun for everyone? It seems like it's fun for people that are smart, right? It seems (laughs) like the people who have a problem with it are trash idiots. So I think it accomplished its goal. But I I was just – I was spending part of the movie kind of this piece of me wondering, like, is this going too far or am I now trying to kowtow to people that I hate? Yeah, interesting. What about you, Ashley? Okay, so I got home and of course, I think like a lot of people was just like, what if we did live in a matriarchy? Like, how would that make the world a better place? And then I started thinking like, well, there's some really fucked up conservative women that really like to push this agenda. But if we lived in a matriarchy, would they still be pushing that agenda? Or is that simply a means for them to survive in a patriarchy? And so I still haven't landed on an answer because you can't ever know. So I was just thinking about what that would actually look like realistically and how fucked shit is in reality. Yeah, and I think um, that kind of goes to my deep philosophical debate as well, um, is that it's not something that you can't just turn it around one day and be like, okay, now it's a matriarchy because there's all this deep-seated cultural stuff that, you know, embedded in the whole system. You can't just flip it around, which is what Kim found. He couldn't just turn it into a patriarchy one day and then it was fine and it was a patriarchy because there was all this other stuff that sort of came before. I think it's just really important to remember that, you know, change takes time. It's not something that you can just come and read a book about patriarchy and horses. I don't really know where the horses came from, but, um, you know, you can't just make stuff happen right away, which is sucks because we'd love to just go out and go, we'll change the world right now. And it can be really depressing to know that we can't, but... We can just keep trying and doing our best, I guess. Humans die, but ideas live forever, Liz. Ah, that's nice. <laughs> <sighs> All right, going off on quite such a deep topic. <laughs> What's the next question? Yes, the next question is what quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after having sex? I was really stressed by, hurry up, Barbie, the president's here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to do my hair. What? (laughs) Okay, so mine was get in the box, you Jezebel. Oh, my God, that's amazing. (laughs) I didn't even think of that one. I love it. No, I had, um, do you want to be my long-distance, low-commitment girlfriend? Is that a long-term, long-distance, low-commitment girlfriend? Because, yeah, that'd be great. Um, And then one which I just thought was hilarious was, um, until you showed up here and called yourself Barbie, I hadn't thought about you in years, you fascist. (laughs) because <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there but none of it's good no right. <laughs> all right what character best represents the other podcasters 
Okay, I had a hard time with this question because there's only a few well-rounded characters in the movie. Like, basically all the Barbies are defined by their jobs. And so I don't think that's any of us. But that is real life. I would say, (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, so I said that you're both a combination of Gloria, Allen, and Weird Barbie. But Liz, you got a little bit of Sasha in there, too, because I think you could make somebody cry. Like, you could destroy a motherfucker like that. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I went really light touch on the. Please do not be in any way offended because, yeah, as you said, it wasn't like there was a really clear fit. Um, but Emily, <laughs> Emily, you're Will Ferrell, <laughs> Mattel CEO. <laughs> just because you might occasionally be a bit weird, but you are powerful and you look great in pink and you just want to be tickled. Okay. <laughs> And actually, I'm going that you're Kate McKinnon, the weird Barbie, because you love dogs. Yes! She loved dogs, and you're pretty chill, and you're a total individual in your own. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Weird Barbie was my favorite. So would- <laughs> I went with Liz, look, Gloria, no shit, talks the talk, walks the walk, Barbie land, Gloria, not like the sad one that's in the real world drawing well. those sad pictures. <laughs> Not my first thought when I think of you. Ashley, you are John Cena mermaid, and here's why. Every time he popped up, I was like, oh, yay. And that's how I feel whenever I see you in anything, whenever you pop up, whenever I talk to you. Just like positive, someone you love having around. I'm like, oh, she's here. And I think that was the reaction for those mermaid Barbies. That's amazing. Oh, my God, I love your – I love both of those. Thanks, guys. That's so fun. <laughs> if we are just both like, you're Allens. Yeah. We're all Allens. <laughs> I really wanted to just make you both like stereotypical Barbie, but uh, that seemed to, like, I couldn't really just give you both the lead character, but you're both awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> but we all have main character energy. Okay. That's the important part. Oh, totes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, question seven What's something in this movie that you noticed that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? And I actually had a couple answers for this, which is amazing. I had a big old answer. Apparently, Margot Robbie's performance. Because everybody's like, oh, Ryan Gosling is Ken. So incredible. Look at what he did. He did a dance just like when he was a child. Uh, he tapped in. Oh, I'm Ryan Gosling. I tapped back in. I, I, I hated that boy I was. And now he helped me be this man. Shut up. Who cares? Margot Robbie's emotional core of this film, the tears she sheds, this is a performance. And I think it is so easy to overlook when you have Weird Barbie, when you have Beach Ken, when you have like Rhea Perlman and Will Ferrell. Like there's so much happening that would have no emotional weight or stakes at all if it weren't for Margot Robbie's incredible performance. And I think everyone else in the movie, if any of them get an award and she doesn't, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to start my own picket or riot. Man, that is going to be the Do pinkest it. riot. And that's even more than like pussy riot. Like it'll be pinker than that. <laughs> okay, I struggled with this question. So mine... Other people probably did notice, but the lining of Ken's fur coat had horses all in it, which I just thought was like such a little subtle detail, but it was just cute. I love that. I don't know. 
Yeah, usually I don't notice anything, and I actually just go Googling for Easter eggs. And I'm like, oh, yes, I did see that. Okay, that is a thing. But this time I didn't. I noticed three things. I was like, firstly, that she has a Ooh. Smeg toaster. I was like, I wonder if they paid quite a lot of money to get that Smeg toaster in there. And does Bubby actually have a Smeg <laughs> toaster? And if she does, I'm jealous. Um, the second thing was that Australia on the map is shown upside down, like down under Australia. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, oh that's hilarious. Yeah, and New Zealand was missing, which is good because we like to be not included on maps. And the, But the final thing that I noticed, which I really liked, was that Emerald Fennell, the director of Promising Young Woman, plays the pregnant Midge doll. Ah! Oh, yeah. I love that. I was like, what a cool idea to have her in there. And, like, just because of that, you know, because obviously Promising Young Woman is, like, an incredible feminist powerful movie as well. I was just like, oh, I love that they got her in there. And to play such a weird character as well, it was fantastic. When Will Ferrell sees her and is like, oh, <laughs> like horrified by her. her. She was in what? A cumulative five minutes and every minute of it was perfect. Like they used her so well. Oh, yeah, it was perfection. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah, great. I just, as I said, there were just so many little things. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> Did you guys know that map? I meant to mention about that map. Did you read it that um, it's the movie's not allowed in, was it Vietnam? Because it shows the South China Sea as belonging to China. Or was it because like... <sighs> political like i was like and also how did you see that because that was not an easy map to like read i was trying to spot it and i couldn't definitely if the people in those countries doing the censoring like they see a map and they go yes something for us to do and they (laughs) zoom in i guess so oh funny people got too much time on their hands oh yeah that's definitely true question eight what character would you get to help you hide a dead body it's definitely Alan, because he'd just be happy to be involved, <gasps> and no one would think to ask him anything. And even if he was weird about it, like people just would be like, "That's Alan." Alan is also my answer. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of Alan. Probably because <laughs> exactly. the body I'm burying is point. Alan. <laughs> yeah, totally supports my point. <laughs> I said stereotypical Barbie because she's a girl's girl and she is not a rat. Like she's gonna get it done. She might later pause and ask about dying, but it has nothing to do with me. That's fair. And look, there's nothing wrong with having the occasional conversation about dying. Yeah, I'm not scared of dying. I'm scared of sustained and prolonged pain. That's the only thing I don't want. 100%. (laughs) Burning alive fits my greatest fear. Whenever it comes on any TV show, my boyfriend's like, oh, you've got to cover your eyes now. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Can't watch it. Okay, well, that's depressing. Emily, why don't you tell us about the next question, which is a Patreon question. Oh, yeah. Our bud Nick Haskins who has Nikolai's Kitchen and also is the new two-piece co-host. I was watching when they announced it live on Facebook. Mm. There was like a Facebook live announcement and he joined the stream and I was like, oh, it's all happening. Nice. But his question is more related to his kitchen skills because he wants to know what type of meal is this movie? Okay, so this isn't a meal, but it's food, so it's fine. (laughs) I said this movie is a plate of pastel macarons, or macarons, however they say it. Um, It looks fun and girly, but it's actually extremely complex and difficult to make. I like that. That's very good. I went on the dessert theme as well. I said some incredible designer cake that's just, like, super beautiful and super delicious, but somehow is also crammed in, like, three of your five fruit and veggie portions for the day. Like it's one of those cakes that's like made with like courgettes or potato or something. I don't know. Like it's just, it's got more for you than you think it's gonna. 
Like the trifle <laughs> from friends that Joey or no, that Rachel put the meat in. That's yeah, what it's but like. Good. <laughs> but yeah, but good. When you wouldn't yeah. Yeah. I would say my yeah, my answer is brunch, the meal of brunch, because everybody loves it. It is an event. And you got you look, you got your fruit, you got your savory, you got a little bit of everything. It's the perfect meal. That is an amazing answer. Yeah. And you can have like pink champagne with it. A little yeah. champagne. Yeah. Love it. Which is what I had with this movie when I went and watched it. I had a glass of champagne because <gasps> why not? Jealous. I know, I love the dream. All right, question 10. What subplot do you wish had been explored more? Why is America so lonely? Like she comes and helps Barbie with Barbie's problems and her kid is like kind of less of a jackass by the end of the movie. So that part is dealt with. But you get the feeling for the ha- first half of the movie that she's like a single mom by herself. And then you find out she has a husband. You're like, what is he? It's nice that they're together at the end. But there's just there's an element of her life that really, again, was kind of in service to stereotypical Barbie. And I was I wanted more of Gloria. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I also thought she was a single parent. And then the guy, her husband, I do like, though, that her husband is like an afterthought, like all of the other men in the movie, and that it's more about her journey and what she's doing. So I appreciated that. But yeah, they they didn't explore all of her stuff the way that they could have. Well, and that it was her real life husband. Oh, really? That's cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Oppenheimer last night. We have to obviously bring up Oppenheimer at some point in this podcast (laughs) because Barbie Oppenheimer. Uh, and I was just like, say that the the main thing that we came out was like, Emily Blunt was so criminally underused in that movie. Like you hardly see her nearly as much as you should do. So like, that's good that in this movie, they did the exact same thing where they're like, oh yeah, this person, we don't really care about them, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Okay. So I would have liked to have seen everybody working together. I kind of mentioned at the end, but everyone working as a group rather than men versus women in order to create a better world because we need everybody to be on the same page and it's not going to ever work if one gender thinks they're better than the other even if women are better we have to find a way to work together to get the common goal yeah i really like i would have liked to see that yeah i just would love to see more of gloria's designs for barbie like and it would have been great if she had a (laughs) range of them coming out at the end of the movie and then had them available in real world stores so that i could buy them because, like, yeah. crippling anxiety Barbie or, like, ADHD. Thoughts of depression Barbie. Keep forgetting my answers Barbie, you know, yeah. All the phrasing of it, irrepressible thoughts of death is such a specific yes. wording that was, like, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. And, like, obviously, uh, like, I loved all the little pictures and stuff. And, yeah, I thought that could have been such a cool thing that they could have had at the end with her just watching, like, these pellets of her bizarre Barbies rolling out. That would have been cool. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I want a bizarre Barbie. Right. She's just like ordinary Barbie. You have like 18 better designs than that, Gloria. Exactly. Like we already have a stereotypical Barbie. Do we really need an ordinary Barbie? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this takes us on to our um, individual questions. Yay. So Ashley, why don't you take it away with your questions? All right, so the first question of mine is, what one thing from Barbie Land would you want to bring into the real world? Liz. I want to bring in Barbie's dream house in the surrounding neighborhood. Just how glorious to have such powerful and wonderful women who are just like living around you and who come over for dance parties and slumber parties. And oh my God, it'd just be so much joy. 
Hell yeah. And also the dream house was lovely too. With all those open walls, the other Barbies would see me in my Barbie bed at 2 a.m. scrolling through Reddit <laughs> on my phone and just be like, what is happening over no, there? They would not judge. <laughs> that's true. They'd be like, oh, that's just 2 a.m. doom scrolling Barbie. <laughs> I would buy that That would Barbie. be my Barbie name. <laughs> and then I would, when I got up the next morning, I would be Margot Robbie when she's like, oh, hello? That would be me. <laughs> I love it. She's like, oh, my breath is really bad. And then she goes to brush her teeth. And like, does, it just cracks me up. <sighs> I went very specific on one element of the dream house, which was I would love, instead of having to get dressed, you just walk up to your closet, sparkles happen, and you have an outfit on. What a what And a it's nice a perfect day. outfit that looks really good. That you don't have to actually have storage for, that you don't have to. And then I love that when the outfit was on or there was then a new different outfit right there because it was clearly like the next day's outfit. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I want that. Yeah, that'd be so good. Okay, so I said I want the all-female Supreme Court. Oh, right. That I one. just I, – <laughs> Way to be like sensible. <laughs> wait, wait, right. Yeah, and a woman president. I would like those things as well. <laughs> I was like, what could I reasonably have in the real world? I guess a magic wardrobe? Probably not those other things. So unreasonable to think you'd have a female Supreme Court. I don't have a Supreme Court, I don't think, in New Zealand, so I'm giving myself a pass on that one. Um, So it turns out we do have a Supreme Court, and I'm just an idiot. Awesome. 100%. Yeah, that's uh, America's fucked up in several specific ways, including this one situation. If it helps, I'm pretty sure we are also a terrible situation with our courts and judges and whatnot judicial system yeah it's uh it's not good okay my next question there's that push song by matchbox 20 that gets sung for hours on end i am personally not a big matchbox 20 fan so i want to know what song would you replace push with as the ken anthem emily well it's not a song i'm a fan of i'm not replacing it with a good song but i'm replacing it with an equally appropriate for the ken song which is obviously your body is a wonderland by john mayer (laughs) i don't want to hear it i don't want them to play it for me but same energy if they were to all sit around for four hours playing it there's actually a really interesting uh, interview with rob thomas about the song and he's they felt it was a really good choice because in the song, he actually writes it about when he was being um, manipulated by a partner, but he wrote it as if he was the man- manipulator, so the message is misunderstood by people. And the idea is that Ken goes to the real world. There's this message that, hey, look, you know, the real world is positive in these ways that are better than Barbie, but he takes back this distorted message and doesn't understand it properly and then sings, I want to push you around, I want to take you for granted at the woman, which I thought was quite good. But if we are getting rid of it for the uh, purpose of this question, I thought Under My Thumb by the Rolling Stones, the lyrics are perfect, uh, basically the same vibe. Or otherwise just Wonderwall by Oasis because every white dude with a backwards cap and a guitar can play that song, right? So they'd just be able to pick up and run with it. Okay, so my pick was playing on how dumb the Kins are. And I want them to play Creep by Radiohead because he's a creep and he's a loser and all of that shit. And I thought that I would like to hear that song more and it would be funny for him to not understand the lyrics and awesome. Yeah, to like literally be singing that. And she's like, yeah, you are. And he's like, ah, I think this is hilarious. I'm such a good (laughs) singer. Exactly. Nice. That's gold. And that's a good song too. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Love Radiohead. Amazing. All right. And then my last question is, do you consider Barbie to be good or bad for feminism? And did this movie change your mind? I 
I had not – I had never really thought about it. I wasn't someone that looked at Barbie and was like, no, not attainable for me. Um, I will say I loved this movie, but the movie has nothing to do with the doll in so many ways. Like, come on. Like, Mattel puts out multiple versions of a doll to sell multiple versions of a doll. They weren't like, let's do a president doll just to inspire people. They were like, it will sell or we wouldn't be making it. They tap into – a market, and I think there are well-meaning people like Ruth that are trying to do something. But when a product, a brand, becomes as big as that is, it is to sell and make money. I think it's a, like a false equivalency to say that Barbie has anything to do with society, and it's more just like another symptom of society. So it's like the movie and the dolls are so separate in my mind even after like the whole uh, – the creators in it, Mattel's in it and they let themselves be made fun of. I still will never see the brand as having anything to do with any of the positive messages in the movie at all. Interesting. What I'm hearing is that uh, capitalism ruins feminism like it ruins everything. Is, Fact. Is it commodifies feminism and ruins. sometimes that works for us and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I just yeah. – Boo capitalism, right. Um, yeah, I had concern about the body image issues because that's obvious. Like, um, obviously, she is of completely impossible dimensions, although Margot Robbie gave it a damn good go. But I was I was glad that they really addressed that front on in the film and really called it out and that they had more body positivity represented in the film. Like they probably could have had more, particularly in the Ken space. Like Ken, even Alan, you know, none of them were particularly diverse. I just feel like they could have approached that slightly better. But generally, Barbie, it's been – I'm the same as Emily. I haven't really thought about it in depth, but I've always sort of seen Barbie as a representation of femininity to me. And to me, femininity is a part of feminism because it's – feminism is be who you want to be. And if that's feminine, great. If it's not, great. Whatever. But, like, you know, it's just sort of a representation. But I do feel like the film certainly had a strong pro-feminist message and left me feeling really, yeah, woman, powerful, yay. So. Yeah, and look, if you don't believe us, just ask half the reviewers on Metacritic. <laughs> I mean, damn. That are all saying yay women at home. Well, they're all saying, this is so feminist. <laughs> okay, so the way that this movie kind of introduced itself with the 2001 thing, it was interesting to me to think about that the only dolls that existed for girls were to put them in the role of mother. And then we get this doll that can have all these different jobs that are not even something that a woman would think of doing for a job and just showing these possibilities. She's also a child-free icon, which I (laughs) super respect. And the guy is an accessory. He's not the focus. So I feel like there are some good messages hidden in with the capitalistic bullshit of them selling stuff. And I feel like this movie kind of did make me think about what – the climate and what the situation was like when Barbie was introduced and what kind of an impact she might have had on these young girls that are getting to see now a different possible path for them to take in their lives. And I think it's better now because, yes, we have not only in the movie, but there's more variation in Barbie bodies types and ethnicity, like everything. They're kind of opening the door to having shit less problematic with the unrealistic body dimensions. Yeah. If I want to learn a lesson, I'm going to get an American Girl doll and read its little book. If I'm going to, if I want a hot doll, I'm going to get a Barbie and make them all scissor each other. I can't believe they didn't do that in the film. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would have been hilarious if they threw in a little bit of scissoring. That would have been great. 
Yeah, because actually, like, as a kid, you don't buy a Barbie to look like. Well, I mean, you might buy a Barbie to look like you, but you also want a Barbie because she's pretty and you can make her pretty and you can put pretty clothes on her. And we like beauty, right? Like, it's your first sort of intro to art in a way, I suppose. Who knows? I'm probably taking it too far. So <laughs> maybe we get back on track with the next question, uh, which is Emily's series of questions. Yes, my first question, what would be your pitch for a new Barbie doll? Well, we've heard a few Besides already. doom scrolling. Yeah, the 2 a.m. doom scrolling Barbie. Um, I'm going to go with cybersecurity Barbie because she can have a little laptop oh. and wear glasses and, and a black hoodie. She has to have a black hoodie. And if you push a button, she can quote The Simpsons. Is she doing crimes online? It sounds a little bit like she might. She's... She's Sandra Bullock in the net. That's who she is. Angela Bennett. Yeah, well, she can look like Sandra Bullock. I'll allow that. But, like, no, she's cybersecurity. Thank you. The, like, they, they dress like that on the good side of cybersecurity as well as the bad side. So, <laughs> Black Hoodie is just across the board. <laughs> as someone who can barely function an iPad, I will take your word for it. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's yours? My Barbie is a Barbie that I kind of feel like is going to help pass along good habits to the people who play with her. She is self-care Barbie. She comes with a face mask, a candle, a cozy blanket, a kick-ass music playlist with a speaker, some books, maybe a journal. You can also paint her nails if you like run them over cold water and then take it off with hot water. And the tagline is, is she's just going to take some bee time. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> Surely there's a bath, like a bubble bath in the Barbie dream house. Like she would have to be able to fit in the bath and have I a mean, bath. I mean, yes. Yeah, that would be critical. The bath, you have to pace separately, Nineteen ninety. Yeah. And she could have like a little tray just over the top it. where she could put like her little candle and her wine. Does she get a glass of wine? A little wine. Exactly. Yeah, a little wine glass. She can have wine. She can have whatever she wants. She oh, is self-care Barbie. Whatever her body tells her she needs. I love it. This is perfect. I will say the um, the running under a hot or cold water is what – what I always liked, I had a Ken that had the beard that you could do that. And I was like, this is, this is technology. That's this so is the cool. height of oh. technology. To take his beard on or off, you would put hot or cold water. That's so was cool. that the shaving Ken? Shaving like the, Ken, my yeah. First shave- yes. Yeah. So and I was like, this is incredible. I love it. <laughs> All right. Which Barbie outfit would you actually want to wear in real human life? That 70s-inspired blue dress with, like, the Peter Pan yes. collar and then the bow and the high socks was everything. That's exactly what I picked. I was like, I would totally rock that, and it would definitely be work-appropriate, <laughs> so, like, I could just rock that in a week. It was so cute. I did also like the pink dress and the beret outfit when she left Barbie Land and, the, like, the side braid. I thought that was very Oh, yeah. Very, very Barbie, but very cute. Oh, I also like the black and white bathing suit. Wow, that's classic. Oh, yeah, I would not it's, look good in yeah. it, though, but it was It would classy. probably look terrible I, on me, but I would love it. The rollerblades were like what I was like, actually, I do want to wear that <laughs> That neon. I literally take them with me everywhere. <laughs> if they amazing. don't start selling neon rollerblades, I'm going to be upset. I want some. Well, they're idiots if they don't like sell stuff from the movie that they could, you know, like you could get so much extra money out of selling shit from this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The merch is out of out of control, actually, on this movie. It's insane how much merch there is. But it's just like Barbies that I don't. I found it really hard to find a cute T-shirt, even like just like we had them at a couple of our stores, but not a lot. And like crop tops, and I was like, "But this is adult women who want to watch Barbie. I don't want to wear a crop top." No. Yep. No. Oh, I did see a hoodie that you could actually buy the "I'm Kenneth" hoodie. 
Like, Dan said I am Knuff like at least 15 times walking into the theater, so he'll probably get one of those. Yeah, that sounds like the perfect like birthday the present. pastel tie-dye one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Question number 16. Which Barbie do you actually remember owning or wanting to own? Like, honestly, weird Barbie. <laughs> Mine always had terrible haircuts, DIY makeup, like, it was always insane. And mum would get us these little homemade outfits that were kind of, like, sewn by grandmas and sold at, um, I think it was called Purple Patch, like this Kiwi doll store. So they were, like, really Ooh. not fashionable, but they'd be, like, bright little colored outfits. And I think she may have even sewn some herself back in the day, um, actually, thinking about it. So we, ours never looked like normal Barbies. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was definitely weird, Barbie. I think I may have also owned Barbie and the Rockers Barbie, which was released to align with Jim and the Holograms. <gasps> yes! Yeah, if I didn't I have that I, one too, that would have been the one I would have wanted because Jim was badass. Love me some Jim. I actually had a Jim <sighs> Barbie back in the day, but I lost her outfit. Um, I also had a New Kids on the Block Jordan that had like a little rat tail that I cut off. Oh, yeah, fair. And then I had a Dream Glow Barbie who had like this pink ball gown with these little stars on it that glow in, glowed in the dark. And then I had rollerblade Barbie, glitter beach Barbie, glitter hair Barbie, and then some other ones. Wow. And the only one I didn't get that I wanted was totally hair Barbie. <laughs> was that the one that, where the hair grew down to her feet or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was the most popular Barbie, apparently. How did we not all, like, choke on those shoes? Like, I remember having so many – I have – I'm a twin and I remember having to share. Like, we shared – we had one dream house. We had one Jeep. We had – you know what I mean? Like, we had communal Barbies and outfits. So I'd be like, where the hell are the shoes? What do you do with them? Like, how – they, obviously, they're going to get misplaced. They're, like, the size of a dime. They're smaller than a dime. That's crazy. Oh, you couldn't totally. sell that now. Kids are going to choke and sue and win. I'm going to go – I'm going to go buy a Barbie tomorrow and choke on a piece of it so I can get some sweet cash from Mattel. I mean, they'll judge you, but they'll pay out. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny because I didn't – I don't have a twin. Um, I have a much younger sister and a much older sister. So by the time – but I have two brothers between my older sister and me. And so the two brothers all had Hot Wheels so or, or Matchbox cars or whatever. So that's what I had. I had a whole bunch of Matchbox cars and Hot Wheels cars to play with. But I also had a Barbie and then the Barbies kind of shared with my sister. So like she got my old Barbies and I, so I'd have Barbie racing the cars against each other or whatever. You know, I just mixed it up. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember like actually sitting there? I remember sitting there trying to brush out their hair, like with that little like brush that's too big for them. That's like for a child's fist. How was that an activity that I was thrilled by? I was like, yes, I have to, I have to get their hair <laughs> it's nice. Weird. Like kids, kids really like doing weird. repetitive, boring shit. So get them to vacuum your house. <laughs> Just pretend it's a game. Stick some like pink tape around the vacuum and pretend it's a toy. Man, I'd be a great parrot. <laughs> My mom got me to iron that way because she made it seem fun. And then she gave me a huge armchair full of stuff that needed to be ironed and left the room. Smart. That's fine. Oh, my mom yeah. was just like, shut up, you're doing chores. <laughs> so it was like, too bad, so sad. I'm fine. Um, all right. Um, before I start crying, I will move on to my series of questions. So um, question 17. Were you guys surprised that Ryan Gosling's Ken turned out to be the villain in the film? Like at the start, you know, and then he becomes the villain. As soon as he hit the real world, I know. When he was in Century City, I was like, I know what it's like down there. You go down there, you become the villain. I know what's going <laughs> to happen here. 
I just was, and I immediately, I thought, I clocked it. Like, I think he's going to do something bad. I was impressed with how far they actually took it. Uh, I was really glad that he was, he was the villain, like the one, the character everyone's been talking about. I was very pleased with that. Yeah, I feel like I didn't put, I purposely did not put a lot of thought or um, watch a lot of stuff regarding this movie before I went into it. But I feel like if I would have kind of thought about what I've seen and what I knew, I could have put it together because it makes sense. It really doesn't. Who else would it be besides Miss Hell, which, you know, that could have been. But anyhow, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, I think at the start, I just kind of was like, oh, here's this pathetic sad sack and he's not going to do anything. And then they turn him around and be like controlling the whole thing, which I think is a really good, like, you know, critique of the real world where a mediocre, just give you the confidence of a mediocre white man and boom, he's running Barbie land and riding horses. (sighs) (laughs) It's a hard life. Okay, so question 18. Oh, my God. Which was the weirdest discontinued Barbie? And I've been reading up a bit about them because that was, like, probably one of my favorite bits of the movie was all the weird Barbies. And, man, I've got some stories. But what were you guys – what did you think was the weirdest? Okay, so Sugar's Daddy and the Pooping Dog really (laughs) took the cake for me. Like, I can't believe that Pooping Dog thing was real. (laughs) So weird. I, so sugar weird. daddy is wild because I was like, I was looking him up because I was like, how does he, he's really, is he sugar's daddy? No, like the box said sugar daddy. He was part of the like Stop Palm it. Beach, Florida, Palm which Palm daddy. Beach, Palm Beach he's sugar like a, daddy. Like, Aviva Drescher's father is who he is. So it was very much like, this is clearly a sugar daddy joke. How did you put that into production for your child's toy line, like, just to do this joke? Like, how did this pass the censor? What happened here? Like, the story of how that got put out, I was like, I'm so fascinated by Earring Magic Ken, I get it, right? Like, pooping dog, fine. There's a lot of weird little toys that poop. But sugar daddy, what what were you pretending it was when you were in the boardrooms? No one was like, okay, guys, cut the shit. It's a sugar daddy. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those things where, like, the boss said it as a joke and everyone was like, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Sure, boss. We we love it. Because they didn't want to, like, tell him he was wrong. And then he was like, oh, maybe it is a good idea. Let's just go ahead. And then everyone was too nervous to be like, this is a terrible idea. I don't know. I had um, an immediate visceral reaction to, was it growing up Skipper, where she popped her arm and her boobs oh, got bigger? Boobs. I was like, what is this? Like. <laughs> But so that somehow didn't surprise ridiculous. me. Oh, my God. But um, the one that I read about, which I just thought was hilarious, and I, I just didn't really click onto until I read about it afterwards, was the video Barbie. Because I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And she's like, who would want a video in their back? No one. And I was just like, yeah, that's kind of dumb, but whatever. But then I went and was reading about discontinued Barbies, and it was really cool because the FBI pointed out it could be used for child pornography. Oh, God. I was like... Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it now. <laughs> like, holy shit oh balls. Yeah. So, um, yes. Oh, just the more discontinued Barbies they could have shoved on there, the better, because they were just the funniest bits. And, and there should have really yeah. been more weird Barbies, because I feel like there's a lot of girls out there with a Barbie, a weird Barbie, right? Oh, yeah, I had one. I was weirdly hurt that they didn't have my shave Ken. You know, I was like, I would have liked more specific. All the Kens, I feel like, weren't super differentiated from each other. And I was like, oh. Yeah. They had Alan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants an Alan. Alan was the best, though. In reality, I was watching, I fell down a Barbie, like, 
TikTok hole. And it was like, Alan is the one male in the society that there are no replicas of because he's like the only one who thinks for himself, supports the women. He is what men who support women that's who their goal should be. And then everybody is saying that, that he's like a gay character because the only man who can support women is gay, which is anyhow. Oh, no, see, I didn't think of him as a gay character. He's not gay. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's, knocked he, up Midge. Yeah. Exactly. But um, Exactly. I thought that I could see alpha males going, oh, he's the beta. He's the beta man, you know? Like he really represented that kind of non-alpha chill but kind of dude. he is the alpha. That's the thing. Well, he's the he one really that is, is the alpha. you know, that the girls like more than all the rest in the end. Yeah. He's the, the one, one with the most strength and, and yeah. moral fortitude. Whoever knew we'd be talking about a character played by Michael Cera in this way. <laughs> Speaking of cameos, uh, question 19. What other actor or actress would you have loved to have seen a cameo from and how would you have included them? Okay, so I would like to see have seen John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hardy, and Chris Evans as a new line of feminist Ken dolls that gets introduced at the end. Like, they arrive to Barbie World and they have, like, the Alan mentality, but they come in a variety of, like, appearances. It's not all just, like, this dude in the striped shirt. And because those actors are all actually feminists, that's why I picked them. Amazing. I just wanted... I I went with my first gut instinct, which was get Blake Lively in there, get her as a Barbie, reunion between her and America Ferreira, have him share a wardrobe, share a pair of pants. What a funny streg. But then my fear was, okay, I love Blake Lively. I think she has I think she was so good in a simple favor and really proved herself and has not been given any material of that caliber since. Um, but I'm worried if they had let her come in as a cameo, they would have let Ryan Reynolds in as a cameo, and I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I, so I, with a heavy heart, I say like, I guess I would let him in if we let, if it got Blake Lively in, but I would prefer it was just her. <laughs> that seems fair. I, though, I'm just going with the one that I originally thought of um, when I was watching the movie. And that was when John Cena pops up as mermaid Barbie or mermaid Ken or whatever, which was hilarious. I just thought Channing Tatum would have been great next to him. Like the two of them. Because Chan- you know Channing Tatum loves a little cameo like that, and he absolutely would have popped yeah. up there and done Little Mermaid Ken next to him. Oh, that would have yeah. been, been awesome. Pair. But what are you going to go? You know, you can't get everything you want, and we got a lot of what we wanted, so we'll roll with that. Cool. So um, that takes us to our final question, which I thought would be fun for Ashley to do because it is a Patreon question. Yes, it is a Patreon question from my best friend, podcasting friend besides Liz or including Liz, <laughs> Emily Higgins. I didn't, I didn't really think that one through when I started yeah. it. I was like, how are you going to save this one? <laughs> Emily hosts the Tasteless podcast where she will take two movies, one that is universally loved and another one that she thinks pairs well with it and defend why the universally loved one is not as good as her, I don't want to call it an indie pick, because they're not, but like her personal pick. And she wants to know, what character has gone the longest without showering? I mean, it's everyone in Barbie Land since their showers don't work, right? But assuming that they did work. Yes. Emily. I feel like, well, I feel like Gloria, when she's depressed, doing her little drawings, she's talked about how depressed she was. I was like, she's not showering. She's sad. Things aren't going her way. I mean, the obvious answer, I guess, is every can. 
Yeah, well, I, I picked a specific Ken. I said the Ken played by Simu Liu because he just struck me as the kind of guy that would just really enjoy his own natural musk. Yeah, he has that vibe of like I was in the ocean. I don't need to shower. Hundred percent. Yeah, she'd be like, no. "This is just my manly scent." You know, sweat is sexy. No, so I picked the construction worker that slapped Barbie's ass because obviously he is low life scum and probably does not shower. But thank God she just turned around and punched him in the face because that was tops. And then Ken was like, I have all the genitals, which was excellent. That was, <laughs> that was some excellent fragile masculinity right there. So fragile. Oh, my God. I feel like we could have just talked about so much more in this movie. Like, there's just so many things. There's so much to say about it. I do feel like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about But I feel like we really did a great job. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to see it. I need to see it again. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably to that. Oh, no, I was just saying I need to see the movie again because, like, I need to absorb it all again. Maybe I'll do, like, a Sunday sesh where I watch Promising Young Woman again, which is what I want to do, but I was like, oh, it's so dark. So then I could do Follow It with Barbie because then you come out, like, feeling more cheerful. Maybe I'll do that. Hell, yeah. I love that idea. All right, um, but, like, look, this brings us to the end of the episode. So thanks so much to both of you for being here for the Barbie episode. Like, I couldn't imagine reviewing Barbie with anyone else. Hell no. However, for those of you who are missing Sam, don't worry because we're doing something a bit different and cool this time. This episode is the Barbie edition of the movie reviews in 20Q's review of the 2023 Barbie movie. And our next episode is going to be the Ken edition of the movie reviews in 20Q's review of the 2023 Barbie movie. So that's right. Our resident Palm Beach sugar daddy Ken or... <laughs> Maybe he's Magic Erin Ken. It's hard to say. I guess we'll find out in, in the episode. Uh, Sam, he will be bringing you a review of the movie done entirely by boys. Ooh, boys can do anything, team. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Yay. That's actually super interesting. I will be very curious to hear the men's perspective. Right. Especially like back to back with ours. I think that's super cool. Yeah, I thought it'd be super yeah. fun to to give that a go. So um because it was mostly because Sam watched it and was like, now I want to review it. And I was like, well, you can't because I'm doing it with Emily and Ashley. Oh <gasps> but why don't you do a Ken edition? And he was like, I like this idea. So um yes. Uh yay, I'm excited for it too. Anyway, I hope Alice are enjoying all this great new content because as you can tell, we're definitely back in the swing of things now and we're really happy to be back. Um, and we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts and reviews you want us to do or anything like that. So you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. We're on Instagram and Facebook as um, I'm MRITQS. Um, you can also email us at MRITQS at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we'd just really love to hear from you, even if it's just to tell us what your favorite discontinued Barbie is. I'd like to know about that. Yes. But yeah, that's basically us. Um, so look, just remember everyone that you are all so beautiful and so smart. Okay? Just remember that. I rem- I know that. <laughs> yeah, good. Yay. And that's all the listeners too, not just you two, but definitely you two. Um, cool. <laughs> I and know that-, that they all are too. Yay. Uh, and now I'm off to have a giant blowout party with planned choreography and a bespoke song. <laughs> you guys should come. <laughs> Let's meet in Tahiti. <laughs> oh my god, I'd love to. <sighs> if only. All right. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. <laughs>
Oh, you guys were so cute. It's like I'm failing at Jeopardy. I'm answering it all the wrong times. Capitalism ruins feminism. Fem, fem, feminism. <laughs>